All right, you ready to go? Let's go. I gotta mess where that board is. It's all messed up. Is that the intro? It's the intro. That's pretty fancy. You like that? It comes with the board. I think it came with the uh, hospitality here today. You like that? This evening. You got a beer, you got a microphone. You don't need much more else than this. So where'd you guys go to eat? We didn't necessarily. Uh, uh, that wasn't our. You prim- didn't eat. We we didn't start out. That wasn't our focus. We wanted to go out and and drink, and we had some fun, and we spent some time in some uh, horse space. Horse space. Horse space. Yeah, you went like, and watched the derby. How was it? It was good. Uh, we've been doing derby uh, viewing for years. Love it. We don't miss uh, the derby, the Preakness, or the Belmont. I mean, we. So. You see every one of them. We do. You we, guys have gone to them. We've gone to the Preakness and to the Derby, but not the Belmont. We went to the Pre- we went to the Preakness, had a great time down in Baltimore. It's great. Uh, Pimlico, down in Pimlico. Um, couple crazy stories there. I mean, anybody who goes down there has crazy stories though. Really? Uh, yeah. Rachel said something about topless people. Well, yeah. I don't think you were there. I think she was a young girl <laughs> and was. Somewhere she's, she's told you about this. Yeah. Well, she told me briefly about it at the soccer game today. Yeah. So, so Luke and I were at a soccer game this morning, and painful for painful. Me, from kids are both of our directions. Yeah. Our kids are the same age, our little ones. Right. So they're four, mm-hmm. and that's tough watching four-year-olds play soccer, just like a swarm of bees around a ball. Beehive. Yep. But and then you're a coach, or at least you. Man, the coaching process yeah. on your field, like a more like a lifeguard. Not necessarily. Coach. Is that what it is? It's like a lifeguard. Just make sure they don't hurt each other. Yeah, like you know, when you're sitting at the pool. Yeah, and you're a lifeguard. Yeah, sure I was a lifeguard. Make sure nobody dies. I mean, that's yeah. like it's really what it is. That's all this is. Yeah, and just uh, maybe accidentally find a girl in a bikini that's attractive to like <laughs> buy the time. I mean, I was 16 years old. I actually do just... the same thing at these little soccer practices. <laughs> you just to find mothers <laughs> on the sidelines wearing <laughs> right. bikinis. Yeah, struck out again. Oh. Well, the weather wasn't cooperating today with that. When were you a lifeguard? When I was in high school, I was like 17. 17 or 18, I was on the swim team, and I remember they were doing lifeguard certifications, and we're like, all right, sure. Were you a lifeguard? No, never. So I was, uh, they they put you through the paces, and to pass, you have to rescue somebody. So somebody has to play dead in the water, and Mm -hmm. they go down to the 12 feet, and you got to bring them up, you got to do the whole thing, uh, and you got to do it by yourself as if, like, you have no help. And they chose the biggest guy in class for me to go after. And I was only, oh, my God, I must have been like 5'4 at the time, maybe 160 pounds. And uh, they had me pull this kid up from the bottom of the pool that was six foot four. Oh, boy. Yeah. It sounds was a like struggle. The, sounds like the teacher. He, he was our swim coach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was a, But he was also a senior in high school. Or he just graduated. So he was a large human for his size. He had LeBron. Uh, jeans going on but you were so. able to do it yeah and yeah i think uh i think they helped me out he helped me out a little bit i saw his like so he gave me a little bit of flutter kicking and he was treading water a little bit for me what so did, what did the cpr look like after that with him was that like mouth what is that what is that yeah so uh you just uh you, you pretend <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, you pretend yeah you point at somebody say call 911 so where did you lifeguard at then uh after you were certified or yeah. Passed the test. Yeah, it was just a public pool. So it's a public pool in uh, Mount Carmel, and uh, it was just little kids. You're just a babysitter. Yeah. Yeah, that's all you are. It, people would drop their kids off. It's amazing because we have kids now, right? Yeah. 
So someone would drop their seven-year-old off. Could you imagine this? This would be amazing that you could just go and drop your son off at a pool in the morning, not care, not, not give a crap what's going to happen, and come back at the end of the day. That's what these people did. They dropped their kid off, seven-year-old off, like before the pool opened. For how long? Oh, this is eight hours. They would they would give them money to go to the concession stand, and the, basically it was on the lifeguards to to watch these kids. They could leave. They could leave, and, and, and we wouldn't know it. I'm not responsible for that, but the kids, I guess, knew enough not to leave. But the, kid, but the parents would drop the kids off an hour before. They would sit in the front lawn. <laughs> it would be raining, cold. The parents didn't care. They did not care. There'd be a lightning storm out there. Like I'm like, we're probably not opening today. They're like, we don't care. And they would just leave their kids out there in the, in the middle of the lawn. We'll be back at 5. Yeah, they would go out and go to the bar or something. Or, I know. I mean, they sound just like smell ge- caramel. So. Yeah. These guys are sitting in Congress these days. Yeah, yeah. I, I guarantee you they're uh, they're not running any small businesses right now or <laughs> making that's, big decisions. That's good. Yeah. So um, what else? So we this evening we also had, uh, we stopped at a local local food yeah. spot, uh, Harvest. Yeah. Up on the hill. You ever yeah. been up there at the shops? So you went, that's where you went. We actually, on the way home, we wanted to get some food because we wanted to... Uh, what would you do in Hershey? Just drink. <laughs> I told you. You asked us. Just you pounded said, them down. You said, what did we do during... Uh, what time did you go out? During the quarantine. Um, so it's... What time is it now? It's 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock. Yeah. Uh, we went out probably around 5, okay. 6. You said, like, what do you, what do, you do during the quarantine? I'm like... We just drank. My wife and I socialized and drank. How we was... Kept how, the kids alive like a lifeguard. How was the first couple of weeks of... Of the pandemic for you guys, so it went down. Your job said, "Luke, you're staying home." Yep. Rachel obviously is just always home. Always home. So that didn't make a difference. Yeah. At, at, uh, Were you guys scared? Were you bothered? Were you sort of like anxiety? Was there? I. It was probably a little. Were you mi- angry? Like, what is this shit? Yeah, probably a mix of everything. I don't know if anger was there. It was a, uh, you know. I think there's probably fear was probably 40% of it. Like, we well, we went to that on. party. So we went to that St. Patty's Day party and you were supposed to come. Oh, yeah. And you were the responsible one. You said, I don't think this is what the, the, <laughs> Fauci's telling us to yeah, do. Yeah, you said, I don't think this is what the, the uh, <laughs> right, Fauci wants us to do right now. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking. I was like, okay. I guess you said we're listening. This goes against no. This is what you said. This goes against all the recommendations of Doctor Trump. What would be the federal? What's the equivalent of the federal? The CDC. You said this is going against general. Yes, you said this is going against everything the CDC is telling us to do right now. Meanwhile, we're taking live shots of us doing (laughs) Irish car bombs, and um, I remember that that was a a heck of a party. Uh, Didn't Rachel? Did my what? Didn't Rachel go to that? I don't. She think so. There was one she made it to, and I I stayed back probably because I was already sick. I don't know. That's a good question. It might have been Kevin's yeah. porch or something. But then you guys stayed home, and then it was like within a day or two, shit really just started shutting down. I was like, well, Luke was the smart one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we all started questioning our choices at that point. Like, right. we were all drinking and you know rubbing elbows with each other, and we, we you know you don't think about that stuff. But then we're like, wow, Luke. Luke might be the one that survives out of us. Right. I'm. I'm. I'm the first one that's gonna go down. I. I've been a sick. A sick. You kid. got it too. You were. All of us did. All ten of us. Yeah. Our whole clan. <laughs> uh, my four. Hiding some kids in the basement. I don't know about. Yeah. Mm. The. Uh, uh, I forget the name, but the, uh, the woman who lives with us and takes care of our mm, kids. Yeah. The help. <laughs> yeah. She no, folds the laundry sometimes. Yeah. My four. So Rachel and I. And then the two kids, and then my brother and his two, and then my mom and dad, and it was uh, it went right through scary. 
it was scary. Yeah, we thought it was around like a we got together Thanksgiving for sure. And then Did you get it the worst out of everybody? My brother and I did. We both both of us got the sickest. And uh parents, Does he have asthma at all or no? No, he doesn't. Uh, but he he it has sounded like he uh didn't he did worse than I did with it. He was uh my mom and dad were a little uh, fearful like he, he didn't go have to go to the hospital mm-hmm. toughed it out i mean uh but he wasn't he wasn't in a good spot trouble breathing mm-hmm. um uh, coughing a lot yeah and you know just the, the serious fever and yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah is he is he okay now yeah i think because some people hold on to yeah they have this what do they call it long covid yeah you heard of that yeah it's like pneumitis i think is a part of it inflammation of your lungs like that just kind of lingers yeah yeah how about on your side? Anybody get sick close to your your uh, network? Uh, just family didn't. Um, family's pretty good. Uh, I had friends. Friends that got it. I was on a Zoom call. A guy just got over it, um, which is interesting because he's uh, like uber Republican, no mask kind of yeah. guy. Um, I don't know that for sure, but I feel like I feel like he would have been that type of guy. I didn't interview him how he was before he got COVID, but. He couldn't. I mean, he was bedridden for two weeks. We were on a Zoom call with him. He went up and got a beer, got a beer, and came back. He was over it for like a month or two. But he's a guy that had pneumitis after the fact. But he he couldn't talk. Once he got up to get a beer and came back, he couldn't talk for a couple minutes. Like you're, we're 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 ribbing each other, making fun of each other, and waiting for him to join in to, to kind of make fun of us back. He's a college buddy, and he couldn't. And we're like, "What's the problem?" He's like, "I have to catch my breath." He's he looks like me and you. Yeah, he looks like me and you, and he's not overweight. He doesn't have any health conditions, and he was bedridden for two weeks. And to this day, he really can't even – he can't run as far as he used to. And yeah. And what's pneumitis? Pneumitis is so, like, um, inflammation of the lung tissue. So all, like – so it's just the after effects of it. So, like, um, you get diarrhea. You get colitis afterwards sometimes. Like, your colon gets inflamed, and then you just shit for another week or ha- week and a half just because you're irritated. So it's just irritated. Yeah. Um, but they have to take steroids to keep it down. Um, yeah. Hmm. Yep. Not fun, right? No. So tell me more about your drinking. <clears throat> something funny must have happened. Did Rachel, today? Rachel say anything funny today? today? We had a couple. We have, Rachel told me, she said, if we go over there, don't do the podcast. Because she was up there. She was like, You're, he, he's going <laughs> to say some funny stuff. I'm like, Rachel... <laughs> We've never done a podcast. You're talking to me like I have like a drug problem or something. Like, don't do the podcast. Like she knows what's going to be yeah. said. Yeah. So I'll tell you uh, the one funny thing she told me not to talk about. I'll start with. Mm. Uh, she goes. Um, she told me not to talk about, and you're leading with it. Leading with I it. love that you're yeah. leading with this. She she's so, she's so solid. So she she has this thing that uh, she likes to disclose. She likes to do disclosures, not between the two of us. Right. There's no anonymity between the two of us. Like she likes to do disclosures in front of people, which is a bizarre, bizarre experience for me. And I try to like, I what, try, do you, what do you, I don't, I don't understand what you're saying. Right, here's an example. Yes. All right. So we come over, we're going to have a couple of drinks tonight. Yes. And I sit down with you and your wife and Rachel's there and my wife and we're, and she will say something, tell a story that I've never ever heard before. Like, for example, about you? No, well, some no, about no, no. Her? It's usually her. A, a disclosure that I've never heard before. So, <laughs> she, but she does it in front of other people. She won't do it anonymously between Why? the two of us. 
I started to explore that. And I said, you know, yeah. I've been making fun of you for years for yeah. this. I said, I bring this up in front of people. I'm like, yeah. I say this all the time. I'm like, yeah. this is the first time I'm ever hearing this. I'm like, yeah. this is bizarre. <laughs> like, she's like, she told me, no, nothing important, of course. She, sure. you know, she told me this evening in front of some people, she's like, I had this super big crush on this guy in high school. And I was like, okay, that's that's Where's this going to go? Yeah, I'm like, all right. Okay. And she goes, and as a result, she said, I, I became... Uh, uh, a volleyball manager for the high school volleyball team. I'm like, what? <laughs> well, okay, well, this what did a, you do? She's like, I did this for a couple of years. I'm like, you know, and I didn't meet her until we were in college. And yeah, then, but you didn't know she was a manager well, of the yeah, volleyball like, team? This, it's a weird, nothing, this is nothing threatening. Or And you guys have been together for two decades. I'm like, this never heard of this before. And then she's like, well, the reason I joined was because of this guy I've been super big crush on before. And I'm like, and he played volleyball, and there? he was played volleyball. I was like, that's kind of funny. That's kind of <laughs> what are you, what, that's a, why, why are you hiding that? Why am I finding out about yes. this in front of other people? Yeah, it's weird. Is it because it has to do with a guy? I, maybe, maybe she thinks I'm a insecure she little get person. Jealous of a probably two decades ago when I was when I was younger, I was such an insecure person. Though, really, probably part of the problem. Yeah, when but you were in high school, uh, when we she and I started dating, I was. I was uh, you said that she, you were. Well, you guys did long distance relationship. I think everybody was like that at that age. We did, yeah, and well, he, rightfully so. Yeah. Well, the, the the funniest part about this other this guy, right, that she brought up, mm -hmm. the best part was she's like, uh, I had a big crush on this guy. I'm becoming the manager, and turns out you know she starts stalking him and driving past his house and she was stalking him yeah because you know young love you know she's like yeah, sure. 15 whatever 14 yeah. 50 i don't know what did you do back then yeah drive by their house and yeah when he comes out you drive away and yeah. turns out this guy is at that time is consummating a serious relationship with a, a an employed teacher Whoa! Did she know? <laughs> it's, of course not. Oh and she my finds God. out later these two get married in a very appropriate way. There's a big age difference, but in school, she's she, yeah. My wife is pursuing this guy who's yeah. an attractive young guy. Yeah. But at the same time, this guy is light years ahead in maturity and deviancy. Yeah. And how about is it? Is betting this female employee of the school district? How does a young man <laughs> go back to dating? general population after that i don't think you can i mean a 15 like let's just say he's 16 i don't know for the sake of argument right let's say he's a 16 year old man boy starts dating a i'll give him 35 year old woman how do you go back to it would almost feel dirty to like date a, a 15 year old girl at that point right like it would feel like these days if your mom finds out about that your dad finds out about that you're in court like in 30 mm, days yeah they don't mess around they're going to, you're going to court yeah Back then, they're married. Yeah. Yeah. Are they married? <laughs> yes, they are. <gasps> Shut the hell up. <laughs> they're married. And my wife is like, <laughs> it's so embarrassing. I'm like, there's nothing embarrassing about that. You were very appropriate. You're pursuing a very age-similar person to you. Like, he's the deviant one. Yeah. Nothing embarrassing. I think it's a very self-deprecating story. You need to share about this guy. Yeah, that's you a know. good one. That's, that's, we need to get her on here. We need hilarious. to get the mics going. <laughs> If I had four mics ready to go, I would invite those two down here. It'd be if a funny podcast. If that happened to me, I'd be telling everybody. That's why. Oh my god! That's why I'd I be led leading with, with it. That's why I led with it today. Yeah, you <laughs> unbutton that's... my shirt to be a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> did I tell you the time? Yeah. Yeah, so. man, those stories are crazy. We so this is interesting. The um, 
So this, the guy I rescued from the bottom of the pool, okay. right? This is interesting how this is tying together. The guy I rescued from the bottom of the pool, he was the swim coach. Um, I mean, at the time, I was mean, 19, and I was friends with his younger brother. He was on the swim team, mm-hmm. um, and we were similar age, and he had a cabin, right? So, him, so I'm trying to explain this right. So they were brothers. Mm-hmm. I was good friends with the younger brother. The older brother was the swim coach, right? So... They had a cabin and we were fishing outside the cabin, right? And it's a, it's, um, it's not like a cabin in the woods. It's kind of like a campground cabin. Got it. And we're fishing and he looks over and he's like, it's my brother's car. He's like, all right. So we're like, look, we're, we're looking at the cabin and this, no one's in the cabin. So this cabin is like a family cabin that like people don't really go to it. it it's rare they go to it. We were just happened to be fishing there and he gets out of the car and then our friend's mom gets out of the car and we're like, what's he doing with her? So he, he, they didn't know you were watching them. No. Were they were they at the cabin before you got there? So this is how it went down. We were fishing and he saw the car go by got on it. the road and he goes, what the hell? Like, what what's he doing here? That's kind of weird. Yeah. And um, so we scurried over. Like little commandos, <laughs> and we're in the bushes. We're 14 years old. Best right? thing he could have done. He, he could drive. So we've been 15 or 16. I'm in waders, and I'm holding my 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 fishing rod and all this other stuff. And we look like little creeps, like in the bushes, like looking at the cabin. <laughs> and we see them get out of the car, and we see her get out of the car with him. This woman, like, uh, this like woman, a woman, this grown woman, gets out of the car with this 19 year old boy, or 18 year old boy. I don't even know how old he was. I think he was, he was out of high school at this time, but she was married. And she was our she a girl on the swim team. It was her mom. So like we we were like nothing about it's right. No, no, no. She's a she was a mom. Not that it's relevant. Yeah, no, no. It is relevant. You need to like paint a picture. I always (laughs) ask that question. It's horrible, but I it's I understand the story now. She's not hot, but she's still a mom. Yes, it can go either way, right? Woman. Yes, it's a woman. It's a grown woman. Little boy. He's a little boy with a grown woman, and he gets out of the car, and they go in. We're going, oh my god, we're witnessing an affair. Like we're witnessing like a, a marriage wrecking right now. And my friend was so mad because I guess like he had a history of doing this. Like he was just, wow. he liked lots of women and he would get, he was just chasing women down all over the place. And he ended up like landing a mom and he was like, she's married. She's our friend's mom. Like what in the world? So what did they, did you watch them? Like, we stuck around the cabin. We stuck around and we didn't know what to do. We're like, what do we do? We just sit here and like watch them leave. Or do we just like, take it for what it is. We know what's going on and like leave. Uh, and we stuck around until they left. It was like 35 minutes later, yeah. they get back in the at car dinner. and leave. And at you're dinner. like, what's going on? That's wild. In the cabin, you guys are fishing. Yeah, we're fishing. Yeah. Just watching. Yeah. So we saw, Holy but we smokes. couldn't talk about it. Yeah. So then we, we couldn't talk about it. Now the dude who was with the mom, was he a friend of anybody's? Uh, he was, he was my, 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 my friend's older brother. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, I mean, there was nobody who could who could go up to them and be like, "Dude, this is awesome." <laughs> <laughs> there was no high fives. There's nowhere to high five him. Oh man! I, he but he wasn't the bragging type either. Like he was just doing it because smart. He just he just liked the women. He liked all kinds of women. Wow. Yeah. Yep. He ended up uh, uh, as he grew up, he became a detective and um, raging alcoholic. Wrecked into a tree. Yada yada. I don't know what he's doing now, but yeah. 
So bagging moms, probably. But I guess, but are they moms? I mean, does it count anymore? Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's going backwards now. Right. I don't know. So, yeah, but that just reminded me of that that story. Interesting. So you uh, you did some fishing when you were younger. Does that yeah. part of your life still continue? You're an outdoors guy at all? That's funny. I took off money to fish. It's going to rain. You have referenced wanting to get away and be yeah. in nature at peace and nature yeah. by yourself to kind of find some space for yeah. yourself. How'd for, it go? For like 10 years. How'd it go? Still haven't done it. Sounds like you just did it. I didn't do it. I took off this Monday. This Monday, I was supposed to go fly fishing for the first time in like nine years. And you t did you take it off? It's raining. This 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 Monday's going to rain. So what are you going to do Monday? I don't know. Do podcasts. Are you off? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> took off. Solid? Yeah. Sit down here, watch movies. It's fun to watch movies down here, man. This is a fun little movie room. I bet it is. Yeah. So, do you have any plans then Monday? No, no, man. It's it's kind of like it's nice to have off from work, but then it's like, it's you know, like it's kind of like when your kids are really young and they take a nap, and you're like in your head, you're like, I can do so much stuff right now, and yeah. then you're like, you end up doing nothing, and then the kids wake up and you're like, ah. Uh, so it's going to rain. Is there any chance that you can uh, persevere and throw on some gear and go? Yeah, I mean, I guess I could, but then that's just annoying, right? I don't know. Then it's just like, I'm just wet and cold now. It's like, is that what I wanted to do? You know, is that how I wanted to spend my day off? I mean, maybe. Maybe I go. I, I almost, uh, I don't know if you know this about me. I use, I have a metal detector. I didn't know that. Yeah, I have a metal detector, and I go out metal detecting sometimes when I find property that I can do it on. And I thought about going out Monday to do that. You go to basically you go to places that have a lot of traffic and activity, like so fishing holes. Like you would go down to like streams where like um, mm -hmm. a lot of people fish. Like you got to imagine they've probably been fishing there for a hundred years. Right. So you go down there and you start swinging your metal detector around. You find old pocket knives. You find um, all kinds of stuff. Oh, I found a Civil War button. I was gonna say, you ever head down to uh, Gettysburg? Find some. Uh so a lot of the properties protected. Mm -hmm. So a lot of it. State, you could, they'll take your metal detector on the spot. Yeah. So my metal detector is a thousand dollar metal detector. Jeez. So they'll take it on the spot. They confiscate it. And then your fine is in the thousands if they catch you. Because everybody does that because there's relics. There's, yeah. What if you find, so you can't even search. I, I, mm. I was thinking like, if, it, if, if it's if like, you, like kind of catch and release, you find something, maybe you, uh, you, uh, Give it to the city. Give it to the yeah. No, you know you donate it. They don't even per permit that. Huh? I mean, if I would make arrangements with somebody, like I don't know, say there's a property and they're like, hey, we're looking for people who have metal detectors, like to go out. You have to basically turn in. And it happens. They'll do it all yeah. the time. Like if I go up to like an old farmhouse and I say, hey, you know, do you? Mi I have this stupid hobby. I metal detect. Uh, <clears throat> do you mind if I take it out on your property? I'll give you everything I find. Yeah. Like I just like doing it. It's fun. It's interesting to me, and. I've never done that before, but but that's very common practice. And they'll say, yeah, sure. And then right. you can come there and you'll show them like the stuff that you got. And they're like, you can keep it. And some of it's like cool shit. Cool it's stuff, like yeah. history around it. Um, it's not just value. It's just, um, it's just cool shit out there, man. Like I would think like anything within 10 to 15 miles of Gettysburg. And, yep. and I'm no uh, historian. Yep. You're, you might fall onto something in, in a, in a All field. the time. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. So if I, like I, that's the next thing I want to do is find somebody that has property down there and just let me metal detect our yard. Right. And most people will let you do it because um, they want to know what the hell's in their yard. 
So I've seen a few shows on uh, I don't know History Channel where these two dudes for gold. Yeah, well, they go out metal detecting, yeah. and mm-hmm. they, they go around the country and they do it, and it's exciting. Mm-hmm. And they do very similar to what you've described, where they uh, they kind of partner with the landowners, mm-hmm. and then they uh, you know they do this big reveal, and everything is donated to the owner, and mm-hmm. they do it for the love, which yeah. sounds similar to what you're mm-hmm. chasing. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, there's like you go out in the woods, you can find some fun shit. We had this uh, hermit that used to live out behind my house, and I've been trying to find his cabin. I knew where it was when I was a kid, mm-hmm. but things changed. Like, um, I'm gonna check if Pete texts me. Hold on, he didn't text me back. You see Dodgecoin today? No. What, what's that now? A bitch. Like Thirty-seven. <laughs> All my buddies. You sold. Did. You lost, right? Of course I did. Yeah. Rookie mistake. Buy high, sell low. So you, how much you lose? A couple hundred. Six, eight hundred bucks. I told Rachel. About you lost it. what you made. Full disclosure, I did. I was, cl- I was you lost close. what you made. I probably lost actually a little bit more. But you know what? You know what I find? Every most many people I talk about investing, everybody always tells me about their gains. Yeah. Like, man, if you, just talk about making so much scars. money. Like, yeah. I, like, come on. Full disclosure here. Yeah. You know, don't tell me about this in front of other people <laughs> like my wife does. You know. Like, oh, yeah. This was, this was not a good one, but it, yeah. it's back up. Yeah. Thirty-eight. Yeah. And. Ethereum, good call, brother. Yeah, twenty nine hundred, twenty nine hundred, twenty eight, twenty nine hundred tonight. Yep, yep. The uh, the Crazy. the rumor on the street it's going to hit three thousand and it's it's going to start dropping again mm-hmm. because there's a psychological part of that where people are like telling themselves when this hits three thousand I'm going to sell because there's people that got in at like a hundred dollars, three hundred dollars, and they're right. holding right. right. So there's like blogs and stuff I'm following, and at three thousand you're going to see. A drop. So you can do one of two things. You can hold it, right. which is fine. You can hold it because if you hold it for a year, it's only 10% versus 30% of your taxes. But uh, if you sell it, it's totally fine because it's going to drop to probably, I mean, 2700 It's going to go back down to 2800 Right. And then just rebuy. So take your $300 profit and then rebuy. So you could you could do one or two things. So, But I truly think that that this, from what I'm reading, it's at least going to go to 10 You're at least going to see this. It could take a couple of years, but like, hey man, I'll put two thousand and something for it to be ten thousand in three years. Like, that's yeah. okay. I'm okay with that. So, and and I think you you've also pointed this out accurately. Is big big daddy uh, BTC is pushing? It seems like it pushes the whole crypto world, and the that queen is me. rebounding so well. Yeah, you know, and I, I'm I'm so green to this, uh, but it's back up to whatever it was today, fifty six, fifty eight. Yeah. Yeah, so people sold. People got yeah. scared. They sold at fifty, and went back up to sixty. But you don't know what it's gonna do. You never know. Did you get back in at all, it, or did you get any Bitcoin? No, no, because the way I look at it is, like, if it, if it's gonna go up, it's gonna go up by fourfold, right? I, I can see it going to two hundred thousand or something, hundred fifty thousand. Like, and I just don't see it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just uh, theoretically, I just don't see it. I don't. I'm not using any fundamentals on that one. But if I have three hundred dollars, let's say, yeah, I look at something like Cardano. Cardano is like up and coming what Ethereum is. It's like, I would rather catch that. I'm in it for the big gain. Like I'm not in it to make, right. I don't know. What am I going to make? If I put 300 in Bitcoin, I'm going to make, times. you know, it's almost Three like, times. it's almost to say I have Bitcoin. I bought Bitcoin. Like yeah. I'd rather buy something that may just shoot. So I don't know. I, I had a conversation with a friend recently about Bitcoin and I said, you know, it's probably the circle I'm in. I haven't met a person yet who has talked to me about Bitcoin. And again, th- these are assumptions. 
and has described to me that they're using Bitcoin for on the surface what Bitcoin is supposed to be for, which is transactions. Yeah, and currency. <laughs> I'm like, it sounds like people are, again, in the circles that I uh, touch, that these people treat them like stocks. They're mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know about you, but that's what I, that's. I'm not buying anything with Ether, right? And nothing with Bitcoin at this point, right? And maybe that's the, maybe that's what the three to four five X, that's what is waiting to push. That's what is going to push Bitcoin to get there is the average Joe like us to say, okay, you own three, four, five hundred bucks of whatever, whatever crypto Just you have. Just pay me in Bitcoin. Now here, everything is available to be purchased that way. And mm -hmm. that's not the way it is now. Like if I want to go get, uh, if I want to go get a, a six pack or I want to go get a pizza as you a local place. Bitcoin. Yeah, they're not taking Bitcoin here. In, <laughs> in That'd Harris. be fun if they did. They're not taking Bitcoin in Harris. Well, it's like uh, they call it <laughs> digital gold. That's what they call it. They call it digital gold. And, and and why do people want gold? They don't go to the grocery store and use gold to get their groceries. Right. They hold on to gold in a safe or they wear it on their finger. They put it in their ears. Like it's, um, it's something to hoard, hold like an asset. And that's when you claim your taxes, it's an asset. It's not, um, it's like if you bought property and sold property, that's yeah. how it's looked at. It's not looked at stocks. It's not looked at any of that stuff. That's it's just looked as an asset. Have you done a tax cycle yet where you've owned and sold and bought and maybe uh, profited or had losses from crypto? And have you gone through that yet through the ta uh, tax cycle? No, you haven't. No. And I think like so it's less than you've owned the crypto that you have, you've owned for less than a year. I think I was texting you guys when I bought it maybe okay. two months ago. I was like, hey, I'm in. I was at 1800. I'm like, I'm buying. And people making fun of me and stuff like that. I'm like, that's fine. I'm like 40% up already. Yeah. Like, show me a stock that you bought that consistently just, yeah. I mean, I made $1,000 already. Spider, Spider ETF is up 6%. Yeah. Over, you know. Right. Uh, and it's been that way for a long time. Right. You get, well, you get Pete in here. He'll, oh, yeah. he'll, you know, he's a he's a big stock guy. It has basis around it. It has math. It has, you know, value behind it. And that's yeah. totally fine. But I don't know. These people are still making money. Like, they're, somebody's doing something right. Yeah. Um, stock guys get angry at crypto. They get very angry. And why? Because of the, the growth? Just like pretend money. It's just, there's no, it's like, oh my God. It's just, I think about like old men that like look at something new. And just poo-poo it. And it's like, that's yeah. not how we do it. This is, what is this new shit? Like be giving trophies out to these kids just for participation. <laughs> <laughs> What's this participation shit about? <laughs> yeah, I think it's just, I think it's something new. And I think the old school guys are like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. And uh, I think apps like Robinhood and shit are putting stock trading and all that shit on its head. Mm -hmm. Day trading. And uh, I think they all, they need to recalibrate. And, and figure out there's opportunity there in crypto and there's a way to do it and there's people out there that are looking into it and that's the people i follow the people that are giving me direction they're they're putting analytics behind this they're putting thought behind this yeah. i mean there's only so much bitcoin out there there's actually like they're doing all kinds of like whatever they're, i'm letting them do the thinking but i listen to these important people and they're like you should buy ether right now yeah. i'm like all right i'll buy it i had uh i had uh was disclosing to some friends recently that the wonderful move I made on this Dodge coin or however you pronounce it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, buy high, sell low. And make my, fun of you for it? Yeah. Uh, so I'm on this this text group with friends from back home. And uh, the, my one buddy's like, oh, you know what you need to do? 
you need to have a long-term perspective. And I'm telling him the story about Dogecoin. He's like, you got to... They you gotta, get angry at you. He's like, you got to buy it and you got to shut it off. Like you say sometimes, like lose the password. And I'm like, you know, I think that's actually a really appropriate approach for stocks. Mm-hmm. You know, this is different. Mm-hmm. This isn't a company. <laughs> this isn't this has no value. As a matter of fact, it's it's actually a literal joke. Mm-hmm. So I I I agree. I probably still made the same mistake. And the advice, you know, when you look at it on the surface, it makes sense. I'm like, but that makes sense for stocks and actual companies, mm-hmm. right? Like they're gonna appreciate this thing is different. Mm-hmm. But some of the same general principles apply. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, I I own it. I, yeah. It was a loss. It was a bad move, but it's hard, man. You uh, watch yeah. it every day. You watch the red, you watch the green, you watch the red, you watch the green. Yep. It's so hard to hold on when it's red. Yeah. It's so hard. You just have to have a plan, I think. If it drops 20% I'm out kind of thing or if it and and, and we talked about this today. You got to be willing to lose. Right. You got to be willing to lose, especially on something like like Dogecoin, but like Ether, I think that's a little different. Bitcoin's a little bit different, but on like a joke coin like that, like yeah. you have to, you're you're putting it on red or black, and you're spinning it and you're letting it right. ride, and yeah. you're one of these times it's gonna hit black, and you put it all on red, and you're gonna be like fuck. You just have to get it off the table at the yeah. right time. Right. That's really what it is. Yeah. I mean, it's. There's people out there. There was a there's a there's a crypto called Safe Moon. Safe Moon. Safe Moon. I was gonna put in it was point zero 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 one. And it's a pump and dump crypto, they call them, or basically they just get all this excitement around it and all this yeah. energy around it. It like went up by like five thousand percent or something. It went up something stupid, like before mm-hmm. I was looking at it to now. And it's I didn't do it. That's fine. I mean, Kevin was gonna put five thousand to to Dogecoin. Really? Yeah, I talked him out of it because I was like, dude, that's a, <laughs> you don't want to do that. Because yeah. if you look at it on paper or if you talk to people and stuff, they're like, this is, it's it's garbage. It's a Ponzi scheme. Like, it is. Someone's going to be left holding the bag. It's spiking. Well, you know, it's I, my, the perspective I shared with my friends, why it appeared to be so tra- attractive was there's, you know, I like Robin Hood and I'm new to Robin Hood. I'm new to this, you know, kind of supplemental ancillary investing and you know robin hood pre- pre- presents a brand new platform for people yeah you know new people you like, buy partial stock like me yeah you buy point two of something love it but makes it affordable there's like six to eight cryptocurrencies that you can buy on robin hood right and there's like thousands and thousands of literal stocks and other types of i don't know if they're mutual funds but they're index funds and ETFs and that you can purchase on Robinhood. Yeah. But there's only like six or eight cryptos. Dogecoin's one of them. Yeah. This bullshit garbage joke yeah. that Elon Musk yeah. and Joe Rogan and <laughs> these other these other people mm-hmm. that, you know, just just talk about. Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban. He says he's he's accepting it now at Maverick Games. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Uh, it's not in the playoffs, but they they'll accept it. <laughs> but they, but it's one of the few. It's one of the six coins that yeah. are tradable right. on Robinhood. Right, and I think that that just adds to yes the the availability for uh, an idiot like me to say, okay, let's take a chance here, so if we can make some money, get in, get out. I agree. I can't do that with 
safe moon because it's not on Robinhood. Yeah, it's it's not, actually yeah. just not. I mean, it it's economic. It's difficult. Yeah. I can't do it, but I can do it with, with Doge, whatever you call it, Dogecoin. Yeah. It's there. Yeah. And, yeah. You know? I think you're right. I think I think uh, accessibility is everything. So that's why people want to be on the shelves of Walmart. Mm-hmm. That's why people go on Shark Tank. You're you know, right. it's the same product, but now the visibility you get changes what the value changes the opportunity changes people being able to invest money. Yeah, that safe moon's really hard. I have to buy on one site. I have to transfer to another site and transfer to another site if I want to buy it. And and when I looked at that, I was like, I am not. This is just. This is difficult. I'm not yeah. doing this. Yeah. Um, which is interesting because if I was on Robinhood, I probably would have put something into to, to Dogecoin at some point. I would probably put like a hundred bucks in it or something. Yeah. But but we're we're also at a point in our lives too where we can we could throw a hendo down on something or two hundred down. Like yeah. there's kids out there like putting like a lot of money into this shit and they're losing their fucking shirt. How about the kids? Bob? Sad. How about the kids? <laughs> Probably three to four months ago, we all went out to dinner. Our families, the wives, and us went out to dinner, and we bumped into this the waiter. Remember? And we were talking about GameStop. And Where were we? Cork and Fork, second floor. I don't remember back. this. It was us, and we're talking about GameStop. Though? Yeah, and we were like, GameStop had already spiked. It was up to, I mean, I'm throwing numbers here. I thought it was three to four hundred, mm. and he he told us he was there waiting tables and he was he was the one taking our our order very nice young man very respectful and very uh, appropriate with us and he somehow i think he overheard us talking about it mm-hmm. we were doing very similar to this just mm-hmm. get into it and you're like this is just fascinating and uh he tells us that he bought in at you know whatever it was dirt cheap and he's been a part of the pump and he said he's holding. And we, we were bringing up that this. How much were, did he buy for? I th- He was in early. Like, he had made, like, three or four grand. And he had only put in, like, you know, less than a couple hundred bucks. Good for him. Yeah. But we had also, we contextualized the conversation with the one dude who, who was a GameStop millionaire. Mm-hmm. Remember? And he showed us the Robin Hood app. And he showed us that he made a few million bucks off of GameStop. And we know, you know, this company is not healthy. And, you know, they're heading downhill. Who's this? Who made a couple million dollars? Some dude on, on uh, you know, it was on, I don't know, Fox News or CNN. They had a picture of this guy. He's like, this guy's a GameStop millionaire. And, he's just, you know, it's just one of these ah. side stories. Yeah. This, this young kid overhears us. He's waiting tables. And he's like, I'm a yeah. part of this. He's yeah. like, I bought it. And he's like, I put in, a, you know, two, three hundred bucks. Yeah. I'm up to like whatever he said, thirty five, forty five hundred bucks. And we're like, get out now. <laughs> and he was like, <laughs> yeah, you idiots. You don't know what you're doing. He's yeah. like, I'm in this. He's like, I'm going to a million. I'm going to the moon. I don't even don't even. And yeah, God love him. Yeah. God love him. It's yeah. a, just a different cohort of people who yeah. now have access to make. Yeah. Bad, make bad. Yeah, they're, they're, make they're, bad decisions. These silly bitches are out there like just <laughs> dropping money. And yeah. Uh, that's the thing. That's the thing that I think is pissing out the stock guys too. Like they haven't figured out how to deal with it. It's mm-hmm. just a bunch of silly bitches out there throwing their throwing their ones in. That's what the mm-hmm. whole pandemic stock market's been about. How it's been like, just it unexplainably just keeps going up because just all these silly bitches out there just throwing in their money. Like people that used to gamble on games mm-hmm. can't gamble on games during a pandemic, so they're like, all right, I'll throw fifty into like top ships or like whatever the hell Tops. I was throwing my yeah, shit into. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just I just threw my money into something. I don't know HCMC, whatever the fuck it is. Oh, you told like, me about that. What the what was the? 
I don't know. I just I just keep catching wind of all these people are like it's it's on. Kind of like when I started catching wind of like this Dodge Dogecoin yeah. shit. Yeah. It's like the same kind of stuff. I'm starting to catch like glimpses of this. And I'm like, the hell is this? So I'm like, all right, I have 160 bucks. I'll put it in. Yeah. Because if you go back to like if you put 160 bucks in Dogecoin when it like went whatever it went to. Oh my god. It would end up be like twenty thousand or something or twenty five thousand. So I'm like, whatever. It's one hundred sixty bucks. Like, what the right. fuck? I don't care. So I mean, this all started with a thousand dollars. I made. I went from a thousand dollars up to like six thousand. Yeah. Just from playing stocks all year during the pandemic. Yeah. And that's what I'm playing with. Like, I don't take House any money. of our family money. House I don't. Money. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm just fucking playing around, man. Like, we'll see what happens. I mean, yeah. Maybe I'll lose my ass at some point. I don't know. No, it's uh, it's good. Like this? You like this? Fun? I do. Uh, how are, fun, we, are we doing? Okay. Oh, we're doing fine, man. Yeah. I want to. I want. I got a question for you. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I. I think your family's great. Uh, you guys are wonderful. I think you're great, and uh, I like to support people. And you know, wow, you man. are drunk. No, 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 man. <laughs> I. So we're here. It's just the two of us. Yeah. I want to hear where we're at with uh, your comfortability and. Uh, uh, processing of the stand-up part of Bobby's life. Oh, stand-up comedy. Yeah. Oh, dude, I've been like, um, I mean, I'm at I the, so like, right. So the <laughs> stages of like, what's the stages of action? There's like contemplation, there's action, right? Yeah, like what are those stages? Meetings, haven't you? Yeah. What, what is that? Like, the, what is it? The I should be able to cite of, this. Book. You should a, know this shit, dude. This yeah. is your pre-contemplation. Pre contemplation. Yeah. Contemplation. <sighs> it's a, uh, what is it? Change? Uh, stages of change. Is it stages of change? Uh, yeah. And I would. I think so. we learned about all this at work because our work oh, goes boy, through shit. Is. So Pre contemplation. Is this it? It sounds like stages of uh, having an affair. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it can, I can be related to like anything, right? Pre contemplation, maintenance, relapse, action. Actually, it goes clockwise. Oh, you had it. Go back. There it is. Pre contemplation. Contemplation, determination. Action. So I think I'm in determination phase. Like I've been doing a lot of writing, right? So look, look, I'll show you this. All right. What is this? He reaches in. It's a it's a it's not a little black book. It's a big it's black book. It's a big book. black book. Son of a bitch. So this is I mean, I have other stuff. I write on the iPad a lot too. Like you've seen that stuff. But like this is something some people journal, right? So you can call mm -hmm. this journaling. Mm -hmm. So I just make sure that especially when I'm drunk or under the influence of something else, I make sure I put a pen in my hand yeah. and I just write. And <laughs> dude, I don't remember some of this. I stuff. put a steering wheel in my hand. Go ahead. <laughs> but um, dude, this. it's funny. It, dude, some of this stuff that I write, I'm like, I don't even remember writing it. But the idea is that I just keep vomiting on here. Yeah. And then eventually, um, I get comfortable. That this is where I think my problem is, and I have to look into this. Is like putting it together. For like stage, mm -hmm. right? It's like a, you have funny thoughts, right? Everybody has funny thoughts, but it's like, how do you, how does it turn into like a movie? How does it turn into, like, there's an art to that, and that's what I haven't figured out. So I'm in the determination phase. Mm -hmm. You know, you'll get into the action phase is when I actually like do something with it. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. So right now it's just in the kind of yeah. But that's why I like doing these podcasts because I re-listen to myself and if we're drinking, having a good time, there's a bunch of guys and we're riffing and we get on a subject and everybody's just kind of playing off each other and the, the momentum's going and the funny's going and I re-listen to it and I'm like, oh my God, that was funny. There's something there and I listen to like, I, I, um, 
I listen to what other people say because because the, there's a lily pad effect. Like someone will say something and be like, oh, yeah. And then it'll cause somebody to have another idea. Uh, and really funny shit come out of these podcasts. Um, and we have a bunch that you've never heard of. It's on Pete's channel. Mm -hmm. We did like high 15 or 20 of them. And I've listened to those. And then we've done like nine of them on this channel that we have. And uh, I don't know. It's just, just fun. Just funny. But um, it'll, I mean, it'll eventually happen. I mean, it's not like one of these things where like, and I think I said this to you. It's not one of these things where I'm like mad that I'm not doing it. Yeah. I'm not at that point where I'm disappointed at myself that I'm not doing it. I'm mm -hmm. just like comfortable right now. And you enjoy where you're at pr processing and proceeding through the, uh, the stage of getting comfortable with doing this. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things like I did this with jujitsu. I did this for like a year or two. Um, I thought about taking jujitsu, going to jujitsu. I tried to get people to come with me like, Hey Luke, come to jujitsu with me. And they're like, yeah, sure. Whatever. Yeah. And I couldn't get anybody to go with me. And then eventually I would show up and I would like watch the class and, you know, and I just still would, didn't take that leap. And then I remember I showed up and the guy's like, here's your gi, you're, you're getting in there. And I'm like, no, I'm not. And he's like, yeah, you are. <laughs> and then I almost like died. And, um, but that's what I needed. It broke the membrane where I was like, all right, this isn't so bad. So it's like, yeah. that's what I need to do is I need to get up there and I need to just, I need to just grab a microphone. I just need to talk. Do I it. need to walk off the stage and I need to go. I'm going to suck. You, it's going to suck for like potentially. a while. Do you have, I, you tell me, is there at least a topic that you could say, when I do do this, I'm going to, this topic is going to find its way into my first five minute set. Is there yeah. a topic? Yeah. I think it's like, I think it's like what your world is. It's all what your wor world is. You, you have to talk about what your world is, but it has to be relatable to like the audience. Mm -hmm. So like I've talked about, like I've, like I, when I write and I'm like, the problem is like, I, I can't come off like I'm bitching. I can't come off that I'm bitching about my wife, my kids, I'm miserable. Like I, you can't. Is that just, is that just, it's just too old? It's, um, it's just general rule of thumb. Like to, cause you want the audience you don't want to be up there creating that you're this amazing person and your family's just a piece of shit. And that's not what, and that's not what's happened. But like, I want to get up there and be honest about being a dad, being a, being a parent, being a husband. Um, you know, you have to go up there self-deprecating. You have to definitely sure. go up there and be like, you know, I, I'm the putts. I'm the, so there's a way to spin it, yeah. but there's also a way to say it. So like just taking risks like I was, I was, I'm just like writing this thing out. Like oh, I've taken risks lately. Like I'm, I'm sitting down at the toilet seat at Target without putting toilet paper down. I'm doing blah blah blah. I gave my wife a list of chores before I left the house the other day. Like there's a, there's a pause there. There's something to be said about it. And then there's something to be said about like helping with chores in the house. And I wash the clothes. And I don't know about you, but every time I wash my wife's clothes, I fuck something up. Mm -hmm. So yeah. there's like something to be said about that. Like I'm trying to do good and. Mm -hmm. You just can't do good. You, you know, you just can't do good. Like your wife's this perfect person. And do you feel like you do up. more than your wife? Like around the house? So here's the thing. I think that's the old, um, that's the, that's the old, uh, adage is like the, the, the person always feels like they're doing more than their spouse. Yeah, yeah. And the reality is like, I don't know what the reality is. Like yeah, everybody thinks they're the hero in their story. Right. I don't yeah. want to, yeah. but I find myself, I think a lot of people do. Everybody gets the abacus out sometime in their head. Yeah. Like, I fucking change this many diapers or I, I did this. Yeah. But there's a scoreboard. 
If there's there a is a scoreboard. If there's a scoreboard in your house, yeah. are you pulling your are, are you pulling far more than Is my wife going to hear this? No, podcast? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> but I think is Here's I think here's the thing I would say about that. I think it waxes and wanes. I think men pull more than women just overall. I think there is <laughs> just didn't. I think there is a scale there that you can measure things on. Yeah. I think when my wife is on, she's on. Yeah. Like like today, like she's in cleaning mode the last two or three days, like mm-hmm. fucking things are out of place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like when my wife doesn't want to clean up, it's like a frat house. Like yeah. she doesn't she just like walks through the fire, like in the house. Like kids are like fucking, you know, doing whatever they want. Like she yeah. just walks to the kitchen, gets a drink of water, goes back to the room. I'm like, Yeah. Who's the who's the who's the uh, the <laughs> character from Peanuts? That the, the, the dust bowl always follows. Pig pen. Yeah, pig pen. I got one of them in my house. I got three of them. Always. Yes, I agree. Yes. So you see the same thing once in a while. Yes, I see, it and I, and I and I know it waxes and wanes because I know I'm off the hook <laughs> yeah. now and then too. But it was it was very interesting. Like she when she's on, she's on. Like uh, your shoe is over there. What's your shoe doing there? It's like my shoe's been there for a week. Like you're yeah. now you're obsessing with it. Yeah. But here's my here's my take on that. I think husbands and wife. I think they're constantly playing a game of chess. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and and I don't know if you play chess or whatever, but yeah. your pieces are arranged in a certain way and you're waiting for that person to move <laughs> that piece because you have this piece lined up because that motherfucking piece, them. I want to take out that piece, but I'm this piece is in my way. So as soon as they move that piece, like she did that today, she was like, you know, take your plate over. It was like a minute after I was done eating. I went over and did something. She's like, you didn't yeah. take your plate over or whatever. I'm like, she moved her piece. I'm like, ah, so as soon as she moved her piece, I'm like, your plate was over there like for two yeah. days and, and, and you're just, you're, and it, I don't think it goes anywhere good, but like you hold on to all this, like these pieces that are ready to move and you're ready to like, you're always just trying to win on each other. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how to get it to stop without rolling over and being the putts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when do you, when do you just roll over and go, okay, I can't do it. I fight the good fight. I, you know, I, I think I've learned some, I learned a few coping mechanisms with, uh, you know, this partnership, marriage, and uh, I, I've learned from people. And a good thing, one thing that a buddy told me a long time ago, he said, uh, he said, like, 90% of all fights in a marriage have to do with money. Mm. He's like, if you can, if you can manage those mm. well together. Mm. Everything's gonna be okay. Mm. You know, this other these other day to day pieces, these other day to day issues that you're you're referencing, mm-hmm. you know, they might sound significant in the moment, mm-hmm. but in the grand scheme of things, nothing you know, nothing's gonna come up. You're not leaving because of that disagreement. Yeah. Um but it's it's funny to analyze. It's funny to analyze how people interact in in a relationship mm-hmm. and in the main relationship, right? Like, you know, you've been around for 40 some years and, uh, me too. And you get, you get hooked up with these, a, a partnership, your, your spouse, whatever that looks like for you. And the, a majority of your interaction with another adult is with this person. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, and it's weird. You're not to an see, individual anymore. No. And yeah. it's weird to see how they perceive the world and how they perceive you, yeah, and what you do, and and vice versa, mm-hmm. and it's, it's so it's special, it's good, yeah, it's it's it usually is good. If yeah. There's not drugs involved. It's yeah. good. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> well, sometimes that's good too. Though. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you become this. You lose your individuality, and I think that's, in my opinion, I think that's important to keep though on some level. Like I can say this room 
is like all I have left of my piece of my soul. That's it's me. It's a six by six room we're in. This is all I got. <laughs> this is like everything that that is me. This is my man corner. It's not even like a man cave. It's like a man nook. Nook <laughs> is like the best way I can put it. Yeah. But that's I I I think people need to be individuals and have their own hobbies and be yeah. their own person and um you have and and this is funny like just thinking about Rachel sharing these stories you've never heard before yeah I think that's important I think there's important that there's stories that I have that she doesn't know not that I don't want her to know them but I think they're special when they come out yeah. because it's like what like and Michelle pulled one on me the other day and I forget what it was she pulled one on me and I'm like what <laughs> where was this coming from yeah um so it, it, it yeah so i think that is special to keep a little bit of it private um but not on purpose yeah um but yeah very cool but yeah that's like the, the comedy that it would go up there would be a lot of and not all of it i mean but it would be a lot of about like kids um you know i have, I have, a, I have a thing that i i think about it's just like they tell you to use your instincts and I, I think that's the wrong thing to do. I don't think you should use your instincts because instincts, yeah. in my opinion, be in jail. Yeah, I'd be in, like that. Your instincts, like if you want to go back to the way the Neanderthals like treat their kids, like that's where that's where helicopters are above your house on CNN. Like yeah. that's where like kids in cages and duct tape and like that's instinct. Do you like, have this? Do you have this inner voice? Do you have an inner voice? I mean, we all do. I mean, is that what you're referring to? Your in, that instinct, like when when something happens in the house. And that voice says, "What you really need to do is take that, take that little kid, and pawn him into the backyard." No, I can relate though. Whenever, yeah. whenever you're watching the news mm -hmm. and you're like, "This person had three kids in cages," and you're like, "Yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't do it," but I mean, I get it, because you go through this little portal. There's like this little portal that happens, like right. just the picture of the stress at like a nine and a half, and your fucking blood's boiling, yeah. and everything's just like caving in on you, and you're like, "It'd be super easy to put everybody in a cage right now." Like that would actually like everything would stop. I get that person was a real person on CNN that did that. Mm -hmm. And they just went too far. Like they actually acted on it and went way too far. It's like, like it might be this thought in your head. You're like, I get it. I get why people like, like, or even just like the reaction to like people that hit their spouse. Yeah. Like, no, I would never hit Michelle. That's not my thing. Like I would never, I never even hit a, man before like it's just not me i'm not a violent person but like right. i can see where people have a hard time dealing with stress mm -hmm. and they react yeah and then they just snowballs and it goes like way out of control and i'm like wow yeah uh, you know there's a lot there i think i get as a as a person who is experiencing this world just like everybody else um managing through those things those internal thoughts is I think part of the, the experience of being a father and deal, dealing with stress. Right. And I think God love my, my, my mom and dad for, yeah. and my brother and sister for helping yeah. build those coping skills. Cause yeah. you know, you're, you face these stressors yeah. and then these thoughts come hundreds of them come running through your head <laughs> and you're like okay where am i going to fall this time am i yeah. going to be down this end or am i going to be yeah. up here or am i going to fall in the middle again and well, there's you know, psychos out there that grab a hold of the 
dark thoughts. That's like it. we we have the whole yeah. we get the Rolodex of thoughts. People don't realize that. Nope. Like we have the entire everybody Wikipedia does. of thought. Everybody does. Like I don't want to hear it. Like if people don't that don't want to tell. Yes, completely agree. Yes, you you have thought about all of it. I may have like skimmed through that page in like a half a second. Like that's not even a th- that's not even what. But it's a thought, and you might not you might not bring it to consciousness through language, but it's there. Yeah, and you say. Boy, I better not say that out yeah, loud. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, how many, if you think about, like, the percentage of things that you've withheld out of, like, out of just emotion or just things, and you're like, you wake up the next day and you're like, oh, my God, thank God I didn't say that. Because you once words come out or once you say... This, or you do. You do something, you can't take it back. Mm-hmm. Dude, I remember the only time I've ever, and this is a funny story, the only time I've ever hit a girl, now bear with me, Okay, I'm not an abuser. I'm not. Just bear with me. Yeah. I might have told you the story. We were out. I was out with a, a girl I was dating that eventually I was engaged with. Long story. But like we were out in D.C. or something. You guys ran out of time? Oh, yeah. Okay. So I was uh, out in D.C. And we were drinking and drinking and drinking. And um, uh, I, I really, really liked this girl. And we were together for a while. And uh I ordered the most high alcohol beer I could on this menu. We went to one of these like microbrew crazy places purposefully because you like yeah. found it. Yeah, that would be funny. I thought this would be funny. See what she says. It was like a it was like a forty percent alcohol beer or something. It was like, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even like it shouldn't be legal. And um, I, I was out with a bunch of people I didn't know. I, I didn't know. I knew one guy, and it was like ten people around this table. I was in D.C. and um, I was supposed to go to a conference the next day. And anyhow. So we're out there and, and me and her are like joking around with each other and we're like we're like tickling each other at the at the bar or something. Yeah. I'm drinking this forty percent alcohol beer. Oh and and uh I think she like I think she like tapped me in the face or something and I just went well boom <laughs> I her. was like drunk. Like I, I was just playing. Having fun. I was just being playful. Yeah. But I but I knocked her in, right off the bar stool. <laughs> in public. In front of other people. <laughs> Her fucking feet went up in the air. Oh, like, oh, I hit oh, her so hard, her feet went up in the air. Oh, my God. But I was just hammered, dude. And I was like, so just, we're do? joking around, and I, like, smacked her in the face. And I think I, honestly, I don't think I hit her that hard. I think I just. She was probably drunk, I think drunk I got too. leverage, physics. I just, yeah. I, I hit her high, and, you know, her center of gravity was she off. She was drinking, too. Dude, her feet went straight up in the fucking air. <laughs> These people I didn't even know looked at me like. What'd you just do? I'm like, you're like, she called me the. Dude, I was, the just, I was the, I was a bad person for the rest of the night. I oh. was the woman beater, and I was like, oh, my God. So what did she... She like, was mad at me. Yeah. The next morning, I, like, tried to, like, talk to her, and she was like, get, get away from me. Did with like, each other that night? No. We oh. were on the floor. We were by each other. I was on the floor. Oh, we no. were slept on the floor somewhere, oh. but... But, yeah, it was never... Was what was right the after. thought? Was it like you're just trying to be funny, mm-hmm. just trying to tease her? No, but it was just when you're hammered, and you don't realize yeah. what you're doing, <laughs> and I, we were, like, play wrestling, and I just... I don't know what it was. I just like it's smacked funny. her. You probably you probably dodged a big bullet there. Like any yeah. any smoking Joe in the yeah. in the restaurant could have picked up the phone and said, "I got this asshole here at <laughs> over a." Someone could have punched me right in the face or called the cops. Yeah, this they just, could have interpreted that situation way differently. This guy just snuck his wife. Yeah, and he just ordered another beer. Yeah, he's still here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he's and and he's convinced her to get another drink too. Yeah. <laughs> God, she's fucking next to him. Fucking yeah. animal. Yeah, what's going on here? <laughs> I think he's got her under mind control. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. You you yeah, I felt a terrible. bullet. I felt terrible. So is that why it ended or what happened? No. I mean, she didn't no. end up fucking your 
teacher, did she? No, she ended up like <laughs> it was a month before we were about to get married. She oh, was with another guy. I'm sorry. What a fucking no. It's I mean it's it's all good. We I've talked about it a bunch of times, but yeah, it was a month before we we're supposed to get married. She was in theater. And she was sleeping over. She was going to theater it's all, and they're all like sleeping that. over. Yeah, I mean, whatever. I it wasn't. I wasn't the right guy for her. Yeah, I wasn't the right guy for her. Like, I, she's happy. You she's did dodge the right guy. Did, I did. You did. I did. Dodge she bullet. didn't want kids. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, she was. She was fun. She was. I liked her a lot. And but, um, it wasn't going to work out. Yeah, it wasn't right. So. Good. Yep. This was tremendous. Did you have fun? I did. Yeah. I, I'm. Uh, what do you think? That's an hour on the button right there. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So, like, the more you do this, the yeah. more comfortable you get. Uh-huh. And it usually takes, like, 15 minutes, 10, 15 minutes, and then you, it, your world closes in a little bit. Uh-huh. And you have the headphones on, and you're just listening to the words. And you're not so self-conscious mm-hmm. about, like, being recorded. This is a podcast. I can hear my voice. I'm going to listen to his voice. Like, what are we talking about? Like, yeah. you start just talking. And that's where it really starts happening. Um, Did we so, get any of that? Yeah, you'll you'll hear it. You think so? I'd yeah, love to hear it. hear it. Yeah, you'll hear it. I, you know, Bobby, might truthfully, um, my not, uh, subconscious, it's more of like, I don't. I, I'd love to. I could tell you stories and be more forthcoming. And I, you know, I just don't want to. Yeah, yeah, know, it makes sense. I don't want to get. Yeah, no, it's uncomfortable. I'm thinking about. I'm like, if. If somebody I work with heard even this stuff, yeah, they would. I would. Yes. I would be a deep shit. I used to think that, and then deep I realized, shit. like, and I don't even. I didn't even. It's hard to even take my hat off here and yeah, open my yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this is a good first step. Yeah, it's up to you where you want me to post it, but um, I can post it on a, a private thing that you can just listen to. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's totally fine. But like, but no one listens to this. It's just I use this to hear my voice, mm-hmm. to hear what comes out of my mouth. Um, to understand speaking, um, mm-hmm. to hear comedy in there. Um, I do it for the interaction. I think it's fun. I think it's really good dialogue. I think it's really good talking. And um, yeah, it's just fun. And I've listened to the ones I've done like two years ago, and they're fun to listen to. Yeah. You totally forget them. And you're like, what? I, I you talking about beating wives and <laughs> uh, yeah, oh. putting kids in cages? Why was I saying that? Oh, this is good. This is cool. I'm glad we finally got to do this. Yeah. Well, you're, you're always welcome back. And... Um, Let's uh this is how we close it out. <laughs>